Hey, what's going on, FCA Palm Beach County family? Jason Banzoff here, area representative and producer for the FCA Palm Beach County podcast. We have a special Super Bowl edition podcast for you today. I'm here with Metro Director Greg Anderson and former NFL tight end Eric Green. Eric played 10 seasons in the NFL. Playing college at Liberty University, Eric was drafted 21st overall by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1990 NFL Draft. Eric also played for the Miami Dolphins, Baltimore Ravens, and New York Jets. Now, Greg knows Eric very well because he coached him at Liberty. So, Greg, let's go ahead and kick it off to you. Hey, Jason, thanks for having us. Uh, This is a special time for me because I get to be with uh, one of the guys I really, really admire. And uh, as you referenced, um, former uh, college athlete, pro athlete, and uh, Eric and his family mean a lot to to Joni and I. And so, Eric, thanks for uh, spending a few minutes with us to talk about football and faith. Um, thank you guys for having me. Eric, go ahead and kick it off. Just give us a little bit about your uh, background and how you grew up and what, what got you in love with football. I was in love with football um, probably since I was 10 years old in Savannah, Georgia. Um, boys and Girls, Frank Callum Boys and Girls Club is the, is the team that I grew up playing for. Um, my youth my youth life there and um, it just became something that all the neighborhood guys are doing. And I started loving to do because baseball was my number one sport growing up. But during football season, all the kids in the neighborhood would be gone. So I really had nobody to play with. So I took on what they like to do. So I ended up loving football with them. Okay, very cool. <clears throat> so where did you, you grow up in Savannah then? I did, Savannah, Georgia. Okay, and where'd you go to high school? Beach High School. Doesn't sound like a bad place to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, no, 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 no. It was it was no beach. That's just that guy. That's, that's just the uh, founder's name after E Beach. Okay, it was nowhere close to the beach. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was in the middle of the hood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, I know Savannah is. Uh, I know Savannah's proud of you, and uh, I think they they've recently honored you. Uh, tell us about that. Yes, I was so blessed to um, to receive um, Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame, and um, it was it was a special honor for me because you know that's something that me and my friends grew up seeing guys achieve those goals, but it was never one of us. So it was finally I got a chance to make it one of the guys make the guys happy around me that I grew up with because we grew up seeing that very thing. And it just didn't happen to somebody where I, the part of town that I came from. And, you know, it was a special occasion for us. Mm, that's awesome. So I'm thinking there may be some young man running around the streets of Savannah who may listen to this podcast and think, man, I want to be like that guy when I grow up and I want to have that kind of career. And it's possible, man. With God, all things are possible. You know that, Eric. And um, right, so Absolutely. Hey, absolutely. I tell you what, I wouldn't survive 10 years in the National Football League without God looking over me because I had plenty of injuries, but he always gave me a way of coming back. So, Eric, share a little bit about uh, maybe some people uh, who, you know, were difference makers in your life. And even, you know, going back to your time in Savannah, you know, who who was that person or that coach that that really inspired you and, and gave you the guidance you needed? Sure. Um, first, it started out in my home with my mom and my grandmother. You know, those two women worked, you know, their tails off to provide for me. 
Uh, I'm an only child. I have no brothers and sisters. So, you know, I, my whole thing was wanting to get up, get out and do something to provide for them. And on that way to getting something to provide for them, I met a coach by the name of Coach Ken Cannon. And what the story is, I never, ever played a down for Ken Cannon. Ken saw me play football once or twice, and he knew my talent more than I knew my talent. Mm. And he took he took a liking to me. That, that's that's what I call my God sent, because everything he's done for me throughout my youth life, he, he, he did this out of the goodness of his heart, you know, he didn't have to do it. Um, coach Coach provided me a home at one point. He provided me guidance. You know, he was the guy who, who was um, inducted me into my college Hall of Fame. I wanted him to do that because he was the big part of me getting to Liberty. And I wanted him to be a big part in that Hall of Fame induction as well. That's awesome. And I, I love that story because that's exactly the kind of coach that um – you know, F- FCA talks about, you know, a coach that's not just a great offensive and defensive mind or special teams mind, but a coach that is an investor into the lives of young men. And Eric, you and I have had, you know, lots of conversations over the last few years about, you know, we need men to invest into young men. And oh, uh, absolutely. You, you 100% Greg, um, coach, man, I get chill bumps when I talk about Coach because Coach took me to a basketball camp my senior year in high school. I never played for him. He just wanted me to be around. At that same basketball camp, he led me to the Lord. Mm. He led me to the Lord at a Christian basketball camp in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. And, uh, and over the years, that, that, that faith that began in Chattanooga, Tennessee, that faith began to grow, led you to a Christian college, Liberty University. Uh, you had opportunities there uh, yep. and culminating with uh, with your time with Coach Rutigliano. And uh, I, I know you have a, a place in your heart for Coach Sam, but uh, talk about that a little bit. Yes, um, Coach Sam Rutigliano, as I always tell people, he's a man of faith, but what I took most from Coach Sam is he's a man of consistency. Mm. If he tell you something, that's that's something that he needs, and you can hold that. It's not something he's just trying to tell you, to get you you know, get you to get, go. You know, he really means that in his heart, and in my first meeting with Coach Sam, he told me something that no other coach has ever told me. He told me that I have a chance to do something special in the game of football. And I never heard that really until he got there. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh and you did something special. <laughs> you uh you did something special right off the bat. You you didn't waste any time making an impression on the pros. And mm-hmm. um I uh, was just thinking back to what, you know, what 1989, what 1990 was like for you. When the Steelers chose you in the first round, that that was just the beginning, you know. And uh, talk a little bit about what that was like for you to be drafted in the first round and, and uh, chosen by the Steelers. Well, um, total surprise. In a sense, before we got to draft day, I was invited to the Hula Bowl. Okay, I went to Liberty University, which is a small was 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 when I first got there. It was called Liberty Baptist College. Okay, when I left there, it was called Liberty University. So 
I get invited to the Hula Bowl. So now I'm playing against guys from Notre Dame, Michigan, and all the big Power 5 schools. I'm amongst these guys now. And it was like, I'm better than these guys. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when I went back to school, I told Coach, I appreciate everything you have taught me because I haven't seen one guy at the Hula Bowl that I can say that's better than you. Mm. He said, you're right, Aaron. So all you got to do now is do what you're supposed to do, have faith in Jesus, and everything is going to be all right for you. The Steelers came down and worked me out one-on-one. At that point, teams was coming down, and they would, like, work out five guys at a time or maybe six or seven guys at a time. But the Steelers only requested to work me out alone. They had a receivers coach who had a cannon for an arm named Dwayne Painter. And I know God was with me this day. Dwayne Painter probably threw me maybe 50, 50 routes that day. Not one ball hit the ground. And mm-hmm. I think that day right there sealed my fate with the Steelers drafting me number one in 1990. Well, it, it helps when you got uh, huge hands and you, you, you got huge hands and, you know, God, God made you for the assignment that he gave you. And uh, I think at the time you were the biggest tight end in the, in the history of the league at that point. And, uh, you know, I, I, I sure was grateful when I got to Liberty and in 80, what was that? In 87, you sure made my job easy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't know about I don't know about that, coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I knew when the ball was snapped, the job was getting done. That that's all I knew. And uh, yeah, so it was uh it, it was a privilege to coach you there for a couple of years and and be part of that, and uh, even got to work a, a little bit of a little bit of that time with Sam and um, have an appreciation for him and uh, the great job he did there. But uh, I tell you, I tell you what, though, Coach, I got a, a great appreciation for you because I tell all the boys that 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 went through Liberty with me, and when the time that knows you, and I always tell them that you you got the purest heart of any tight end coach that ever coached you. You come yeah. from a place of straight purity, and and still today, still today, when when you come to my son game, that's the same feeling that I got from you when you coached me. And I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Uh, God, God's uh, God's been good to me and and good to us, and we're, we're grateful for that. So we got uh, <clears throat> we got the 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 vantage point now of looking back in your time over the league and ten years. A lot a lot of guys don't make it, you know, two years in the league. Uh, you you made it ten. We're able to play with uh, four different teams, good teams. You know, as, as you look back over, um, you know, your time in the league and, and, and you see how the league is now. I mean, talk a little bit about the difference because things are different now. You know, things are different. But what, what are some of the differences you see? Well, they are doing more to protect the players. That's what I would say. They're doing more to protect the players because during my era, there was no such thing as defenseless receiver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every, everybody was live. All right? <laughs> now, now you got to look at the guy. Before, he got to look at you before you hit him. So, you know, it's, it's, just a, it's a different ball game. You know, the quarterbacks can't get hit no more. And there's just a lot of routine, but the routine is for the best because there's a lot of guys through my era. That's not even here no more because of brain damage or something that football has done to them in a negative connotation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, football gave you a platform and, um, it, uh, it allowed you to get a lot of attention and, uh, and I know that was, uh, that was enjoyable, but, uh, but also, uh, I love the fact that you never, uh, once doubted where your, where your strength and abilities came from. That was always clear in your mind through, through the success of the 10 years you had, you, you knew the the Lord was the source of that. And so now, uh, here we are in 2023, uh, you've, you've got children and those children are enjoying that success and, and you're, you're able to pass along to them what was passed along to you. So tell us a little bit about the green family. What's going on there? Oh man, hardworking kids, man, hardworking kids, a beautiful, loving wife who nurtured those kids throughout their lives. You know, while I was out trying to make a living, my wife is, is, is the backbone of this family. You know, when I was on the road playing ball, she's the one who kept these kids motivated, you know, with school and, you know, and doing the things that they have to do. Now they're prospering because, you know, all of them are college graduates and doing the things, you know, that they dreamed of. They, they, you know, they dreamed of all their lives. You know, um, Elijah, my younger, he used to play football. He was a great football player, I thought. But he came to me one day and told me he wants to play baseball. He didn't know that was music to my ears because baseball was the love of my life. I just didn't have the, the, the money to continue to play baseball as a youth. So once he told me he loved baseball, man, we was full board in baseball, you know, and we ended up being the fifth pick overall in, in this, this past summer's draft with the Washington Nationals. Mm. And my baby girl, Imani, she's, she's um, about to be a veterinarian. She's in vet school now out in California, you know, trying to fulfill her dreams. She had a love for animals her entire life. She's following her passion too as well. That's great. Well, again, congratulations to you and your wife for raising these amazing kids. Um, I think their, uh, their, their careers are promising and it's going to be fun to watch God work in, in both their lives. So yeah. and we look forward to look forward to talking to, uh, to you and Elijah again soon on a, on another podcast, but Hey, as we kind of wrap this one up, um, one other th- uh, thing I've thought about is just, uh, you know, back in our, our years together up in Lynchburg, uh, our group of tight ends chose a, a scripture verse that summed up our mindset for the year. And that was a verse that's found in Galatians uh, chapter 6, verse 9. And it says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season will reap if we faint not. And and now, like I said, here we are in 2023 and looking back and uh, it's, it's evident that you've kind of lived out that verse, but tell us what that verse had, uh, meant to you then and what it means to you now. Coach, you brought that verse to my life. And from that point, coach, it never left my life, you know, because in my life, in my life growing up, you know, it was a struggle. And, and, and um, I kept the faith. I kept the faith in knowing that God had a better plan for me than he had for everybody around me. And I just had to keep that faith because a lot of things didn't go my way early in my life. I could have chose to quit. I could have chose to give up. I could have chose to succumb to these worldly things that's out here. But no, that, that verse, Coach, I think that verse was part of saving my life because I lived it. That's awesome. 
and uh and it's cool now to pass that verse along to your kids and uh and let them you know embrace the meaning of that verse too so i appreciate you sharing that hey so uh super bowl here in uh a few short days uh who who do you like and why coach i'm a stealer so if the stealer's (laughs) not in it coach i really don't care (laughs) but i like the eagles the eagles have been playing well all year all right, last last question. Best best tight end in the game today? Oh, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, hands down. Yeah, there, there's there's not anybody close. Yeah, Kelsey's good. I think George Kittle would probably uh, be in there somewhere in the conversation. I, I don't know. The tight end role has changed. You know, uh, I, I think he, he's probably, he's probably got he's probably got six five or six hundred more yards than George Kittle. Yeah, Kittle's uh, Kittle's he'll he'll be uh, interesting when he gets on to uh, broadcasting. He'll be hilarious to listen. Oh to. yeah, oh he's very entertaining. He's like he's like that guy Pat McAfee. He is yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a funny yeah. guy, man. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy, man. They're crazy. Yeah, he he is crazy. Okay, well, that about wraps it up for us. I just want to thank uh, Greg Anderson, and I want to thank uh, Eric Green as well. Eric, thank you so much for uh, for joining us and just being a part of this and just sharing a little bit of your story and a little bit of your testimony. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Coach, for um, inviting me to be on this podcast. Anytime, guys. Just give me a shout. All right, we appreciate it. We definitely look forward to you being a, a friend of the FCA Palm Beach County podcast, Eric. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Love you. All right, love you, too. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, and we can't wait to bring you more episodes like this. Now, episodes like this take work and resources to make it happen. Would you consider donating to the FCA Palm Beach County? In the show notes, you'll see a link to my FCA profile where you can donate and be a part of what God is doing through FCA Palm Beach County. We're excited to bring you more episodes very soon. And if you'd like to be a part of what God is doing through FCA in Palm Beach County, make sure you check out our website, fcapbc.org, where you can find out different events that we're having coming up. We'd love for you to be a part of them. Now, thank you, and God bless, and we'll see you next time.